0: Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez.
1: We give you all glory and honor and praise to you and you alone, Father. There is no other name above your name or like your name. There is power in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He and He alone, Jesus Christ, is Lord. He is alive and He's victorious. Father, we just thank You that You are present with us today, this morning, in this moment, and at all moments, Father. Or without a doubt, I know that You are speaking this morning. I pray that our ears would be opened to hear your word, Lord, and that when we hear it, we would respond. Lord, your word said that the Holy Spirit would reveal all truth to us as we read the word of God this morning. Let that truth be revealed by your power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Good morning. Well, Mike said it, but I'll say it again. Y'all look good. You clean up nice. It is so good to have each and every one of you here with us this morning. If you are a guest, welcome. I want to personally welcome you this morning. My name is Chris Valdez and I'm the senior pastor here at New Covenant Church. Uh, If you happen to come in and didn't get one of our gift bags, we'd love for you to pick one of those up on the way out. We made a bunch of extra just for today and just for you. Uh, It has a small gift from us to you and more information about the church. And we would would love for you to get one of those before you leave. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Amen. The body of Christ throughout the world is celebrating his resurrection today. And we get to celebrate as one body together. He is alive every day and we celebrate that truth and that revelation every day. But on this day, we, we celebrate uh, the anniversary of that resurrection. This is literally when it happened. We still know when Passover occurs. We know where that falls on the calendar. We know uh, when this happened and that is this weekend. It was this day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and we give him praise and glory and thanksgiving today. And we are most certainly going to proclaim the resurrection this morning. But we also need to understand that Jesus' life was just as important as his death and resurrection in 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 21 Peter wrote that Jesus Christ suffered for us. He left us an example so that we might follow in his steps. His life, the way he lived his life, the way that he modeled his relationship with his heavenly Father with our heavenly Father and with the Holy Spirit is an example for us. His whole life, including the manner in which he faced his death, is an example for us. The underlying message that we uh, heard last week or that I shared last week on Palm Sunday is the same underlying message this morning. And that is that Jesus Christ was too good and is too good to run away. He is too good to run away from the purpose and will of the Father that was set before him. The manner that he humbly and obediently submitted his life, his will to God the Father is an example we are called to follow. We aren't called to run away from trouble or conflict or pain. We are called to face it with him. Luke chapter 9 verse 21 in the Amplified Version reads, Now when the time was approaching for Him to be taken up to heaven, He was determined to go to Jerusalem to fulfill His purpose. Jesus was determined to fulfill His purpose. Other versions say that as His time approached, He set His face toward Jerusalem. He was resolute. He had made up his mind to fulfill his purpose. The night before his triumphal entry in John chapter 12, verse 27, Jesus said these words. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify Your name. And then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it. And I will glorify it again. As difficult as His path was, with His soul literally in torment, Jesus knew that it was for this purpose that He had come. Not to just live the perfect example for all of humanity. Now was the time for the final, ultimate act of obedience. To lay down His life as a sacrifice. To die so that others might have the opportunity to live. Later that week, what would have been this past Thursday, Jesus took the disciples... To the, guard, to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. This occurred immediately after he instituted the practice of communion, which we just celebrated together. During that dinner, he also washed the disciples' feet. And it was also at that moment that Judas had left to betray his Lord and Savior. In Matthew chapter 26, we find Jesus in sorrow and a troubled soul. And I would say that it was troubled again. But I think this pressure, this weight, this trouble on his soul had been with him every moment since he had set his face toward Jerusalem. He knew what was ahead. He knew what was coming. And that pressure didn't alleviate. We read in Matthew 26, starting in verse 37, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He would go back to his disciples twice. And he would find them sleeping twice. And he would go back and pray this prayer a second and a third time. My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. After the third prayer Verse 45 says, He came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. As difficult as it was, Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, The one who was with God in the beginning. The one whom nothing was made that was made apart from Him. The physical flesh embodiment of true life walked in total obedience and submission to the Father's will. Immediately after this moment in the garden, Jesus would be arrested. He would be passed back and forth between religious rulers and judges. He would be beaten, humiliated, ridiculed, spat upon, and ultimately sentenced to death on a cross. He would die physically on the cross on Friday and be buried in a tomb. And he faced all of this in complete obedience, humbling himself, emptying himself, At any moment, He could have spoken a word. And Scripture says the Father would have sent a legion of angels to rescue Him. But He had made a choice, a decision, literally before the foundation of the world. And He wasn't about to change His mind. He was too good to run away. Then came Sunday morning. When his followers came to the tomb, they were surprised. Scripture even says broken hearted by what they found because he wasn't there. They thought maybe someone had stolen his body. They didn't understand what he had said about him having to die and be risen again. And they still didn't understand John 20 verse 11 tells us that Mary stood weeping outside of the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. Jesus' body was gone. And neither Mary Magdalene nor the disciples, again, initially believed that he had risen from the dead. They didn't understand. But when she turned around, she encountered the risen Christ for herself. Scripture says that at first she didn't recognize Him, but then He called her by name. And He said, Mary. And immediately when she He said, Mary, her eyes were opened and she knew that it was her Christ. And then Jesus said these words, I am ascending to My Father and Your Father, to My God and Your God. Jesus' words here are so powerful. We'll talk more about it in a moment, but I want to point out the relationship here. Jesus didn't just say he was going back to his God and his Father. The relationship had been restored. He said, I'm going back to your God and your Father. This is good news says Mary Magdalene, then went back and told the disciples everything that she had seen and everything that Jesus had told her. And that very evening, if we were to continue in the sequence of events as they occurred, we're talking about tonight, this evening, the disciples and Jesus' followers were huddled in a room behind locked doors because they were afraid John 20, 19 tells us on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus is so good. He knew they were afraid. And his, wor- his first words are of comfort and peace. Then he calls them to follow his example. He said, just as the Father had called me and sent me, I am sending You, with this whole account freshly in our minds, we have a foundation in place to understand what Jesus really accomplished, not just in his death and resurrection, but also in his life. You may be familiar with these words of Jesus that are recorded in John chapter 14, verse six. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to understand that Jesus Christ isn't a way. He is the way. Well, that may have you asking the question, the way to what? The way to a relationship. A restored relationship relationship with our heavenly father just as jesus told mary he speaks to us if we will receive him and what he accomplished he went to our god to our father the relationship has been restored the way has been made god's personal presence with us has always been the whole point of our existence From the very beginning of creation, God desired a relationship with us. The restoration of our relationship with God the Father is what the resurrection is really about. The meaning of the resurrection isn't just that Jesus won. It's not just that He is alive. It's that we can have Him living with us and in us. We are talking about reality A reality that is personal through and through. This is the truth. And that is good news. We also have to understand that just because Jesus showed us the way, just because He lived out a perfect example for us and paid the price for our sin and rebellion, the payment that He made for us isn't automatically applied to us. We have to seek Him. We have to receive this gift of grace and mercy that is offered to us. And we have to submit to God the Father just like Jesus did. In Him. In Christ. And with Christ in us. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can follow with Christ in His steps just like the Apostle Peter said we could. Jesus made a way that is exponentially more than just going to heaven when our physical bodies die. He made a way for us to begin our eternal life the moment that we choose His way. This Morning. This day, there are going to be countless individuals that are resurrected. Literally taken from death to life because of what Jesus accomplished on this day over 2,000 years ago. Miracles still happen. Dead bodies are still raised. And this is the most important resurrection that we can talk about if you... Have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that you are dead in your trespasses and sins, but if you choose to follow Jesus Christ this morning, you will become alive today to a relationship with your Heavenly Father forever, forever and ever. It's a miracle. It's something only He can accomplish. And He has made the way, but we have to take it. We can live in His kingdom here and now. We can be in a relationship with the Father now. And it will continue for forever. Because once He resurrects you and you are alive, you will never die again. Death is a lie from the enemy. Once we become alive in Christ, we will never die again. If you have not received Jesus Christ, you're living in the only death you'll ever be in. Because you'll never be alive to die. Jesus is the truth. He's the only truth. Once again, through His life and example, He revealed the truth to us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can receive a continuous revelation of truth in Christ Jesus. And one of these foundational truths that is made clear in the words that we have read this morning is that we have a purpose in Christ. Each of us has a true purpose. Our purpose can't be found or realized apart from a personal relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't live and die and rise again to make a way for us to escape. He didn't make a way for us to run away from the problems of this world. He made a way for us to live in a relationship with the Father with a purpose. In John 17:5, Jesus prayed to the Father and said, "I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. We are made alive to live for Him." In Luke 24:44 through49, this is after he is resurrected from the dead, but before he ascends to the Father, and he's speaking with his followers and shares these words. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Those of us who are blessed enough to have experienced the victory of Jesus Christ over death and have experienced the opportunity of being able to repent of our sins and receiving the forgiveness of our sins are called to share this good news with the whole world. But Jesus didn't call us to do it in our own strength. He promised that he would send the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit to clothe us with power from on high. Jesus also said that the Holy Spirit would reveal all truth to us. All we have to do is ask and receive. That is good news. Through his life, death and resurrection, Jesus Christ made a way for us to have a relationship with the Father. He revealed the truth of our calling. That all of us have a purpose in Him. And we are called to proclaim the good news of the Gospel through the power of the Holy Spirit. And last but certainly not least, Jesus restored true life. The life originally intended for us by the Father. Eternal life. Now and forever. Jesus Christ is the life, now and forever. Second Timothy 1, 7-10 says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he has given in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished Death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Again, we see that God had a purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And Jesus abolished death, brought life and immortality to us. How do we receive it? By receiving the good news of repentance and his kingdom. Second Corinthians five fourteen through 15 says, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. We are brought from death to life in Christ Jesus, not so we can live for ourselves, but so we can live for the one who died for our sake and was raised again to life. The physical death of our bodies is nothing but Satan's lie upon eternal life. If we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are already living our eternal life. We are already participants in God's kingdom. If we are following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have already started our relationship with God the Father. It's restored. And that relationship will continue for all eternity. That's good news. Have you ever thought about the fact that there will be no tombstones in heaven? I hadn't really thought about it that way before. But as I was preparing this message, that thought came to my mind. It was like, well, we're so accustomed to seeing cemeteries and tombstones here that you kind of just think, yeah, there's going to be some memorials up there somewhere. The Word tells us that He's going to make a new earth and a new Jerusalem and a new heaven. And you won't find one tombstone. Because everyone is living forever. There is no longer any death. We're called to life in Christ Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. And no one can come to the Father except by Him. All we have to do is accept it and follow Him. As we close in prayer this morning, I ask that you would bow your head and close your eyes. As I mentioned at the beginning of the service, I believe without a doubt that God is speaking this morning. His word was read. We can guarantee he was speaking. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, would bring that word to life and he would reveal the truth. And I just want you to ask yourself the question this morning, what is he speaking to me? What are you hearing this morning and how can you respond to that word from God? He could be speaking a million things to to all of us this morning, but... There's also two specific areas that I believe he's calling us to respond to. The first is if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ this morning. If you heard the words that I said this morning, and you would say, I think I'm dead in my trespasses. I'm dead in my sins. And I don't want to be. I want to be alive. You can do that this morning. That word repent means to change your mind. What do we need to change our mind about? That I'm the Lord of my life. That I'm the master of my destiny. That I'm going to choose how I'm going to live it, when I'm going to do things, how I'm going to do things. I'll figure it out. That's the lie. We can't. Do it alone. There is no life apart from Jesus Christ. And until you've ran out every other option and failed time and time again, you can't give up. You've probably told yourself a thousand times, I'll just give it another try. Maybe if I do it different, maybe this time it'll work. Can I tell you that it will never work? Until you choose to repent and change your mind, and make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you won't find life. You won't find peace. Your way will never take you home to a relationship with the Father. It's only through Christ. And all you have to do this morning is say, I give up. I choose you. And instantly you will be resurrected to a life that will never end. Instantly, the relationship that was broken between you and the Father will be restored and it will never end. That is what Jesus accomplished in His resurrection. For the rest of us, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, our response is is to humbly submit to His will again. We have to do it over and over and over again. Every time we come to a crossroads, when there's a decision to be made, there's always two choices, my way or God's. And I've picked my way many times after I was following Him. And guess what? It never works out. So I just ask the, the every believer here, let's recommit this morning to listen to His Word, to hear His voice and respond to Him and humbly submit just as Jesus Christ did, no matter how much turmoil our soul is in, no matter how much pain we're experiencing, to know that God the Father is with us, with Jesus Christ in us and us in Christ and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what He has called us to do and He hasn't called us to run. He's called us to live with Him. Father, we give You glory and honor and praise this morning. And we respond to Your voice, Lord. But so I thank you that we're going to have brothers and sisters in Christ up here that are going to be available to agree with us in prayer as we respond to you, as we worship you and as we praise you. Lord, In we give you all glory and honor and praise. You have taken everyone who would receive you from death to life. And only you can accomplish that because there's only one way, one truth, and one life. And His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you stand with us as we close in worship?
0: All my words fall short I got nothing new How could I express I could sing these songs Yes, I often do But every song must end But you never do So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king. Except for heart singing hallelujah. got one response I've got just one room with my arms stretched wide oh I will worship you so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a. Nothing else fit for a king, except for hearts singing on. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your voice. You've got a lion inside. Come on my soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song You've got a lion Inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Come on my soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song You've got a lion All that I have
1: is You are so good, Lord. Can I encourage you with a word this morning? Will you go out and share the good news of the gospel with Jesus Christ, with everyone that you come into contact with? Don't be ashamed of him. He's certainly not ashamed of you. The altar ministers will continue to be up here to pray. Uh, Please be... uh, Just observant of them as you go out. Uh, You can visit out in the foyer and we'll just continue to to respond as Jesus has called us this morning. I also just want to say, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please come to me or one of these and share that with us. Also, please pick up a book in the foyer. There's there's stacks of books out there called Ten Steps Toward Christ. Those are free. Uh, Take one if you've got someone that you would uh, think could use one, take an extra copy for them. It's, it's just another gift for you to help you walk in the relationship that you may have started with Jesus Christ this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You again for the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And we give all glory, honor, and praise to Him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message.